This is Gemara Roshana Daf Chov Ches. I go in Chaydesh as we begin the month of Kinslave. The learning has been generously sponsored anonymously by a very close friend of the Daf. Has a schos for Shlema for Pesha Bas Amira. The learning of the entire Chaburah should be a tremendous schos for Shlema. Mirz Hashem, this month, the month of miracles, the month of Chanukah, the month of Kinslave, should bring a tremendous. Tremendous chos refuah shleima for pesha bas mira, as well as a chos shidduch for yisrochaim and the version marim baski zalulah shanetz v'shanamakil emurcha b'stav v'shendel stagidu b'stav v'shendel, as well as chos refuah shleim shol yisben afraid the best of benyamin and simuzed the benyamin afraid the chayv sarish from simuzed the best of the best kenendel eat the best simuzed the chayv sarish from the best of the best shaliv shamas tami v'shavigur shavachan shmol b'tira dim lachan reizim chayv asmina adiyan abeshin minas viv afraid the word nechalas sunas elavul rivkas v'shem tazdim echlaster v'soyishar chayli yisrael we pick it up from the bottom of chov zayin amid be. Deep in the thick of things of Shaifer, Shaifer on Rosh Hashanah, Shaifer on Kislev for Hanukkah. We're holding six lines from the bottom of the two dots. Says the Gemara, case of the Mishnah, if someone blows Shaifer into a pit, into a cistern, into a barrel, we the Mishnah said that if you hear the sound itself, it's okay, not okay, then you're yet to the mitzvah. If you hear just the echo, then you're not. Says the Gemara, Amar Avuna, Laishanu, Al-Oisana, Oindin, Al-Sfasabar. The din of the Mishnah is only if you're standing outside the pit. Then it depends. Did you hear the sound or did you hear the echo? Let's say you're in the pit. Then Yatsu, then for sure you're Yatsu. Because you're hearing the sound itself. And inside the pit, there's no question that you're not hearing the echo. Rather, you're hearing the Shafer itself. The Gemara brings a Brisa to concur this point. I asked the Gemara about tonight. We have a contradiction. Is the Yatsu or not? One is you're inside the pit, one is you're on the lip. Inside the pit, you're always on the lip. You're only yikes if you hear the sound itself. And not if you hear the uh, echo of the shaifer. Says the Gemara, another way of learning that which we just said, there are those that acted as a contradiction. Says in Our Mishnah says, you're not yoyts if you hear the echo. And on that, the Gemara asks from a different price, and on that, if you're on the edge of the pit, that's when the Mishnah says, it depends if you hear the sound or the echo, you're not yoyts. If you're in the pit itself, then you are always Yoitse. And that is the end of part number one of today's year, discussing the sound versus the echo, depending upon where you're standing. If you're inside, you're always Yoitse. If you're outside, you have to hear the sound itself and not the echo. Omar Rabba, continue, Rabba, excuse me, continuing on to Chavchesam and Aleph, says Rabba, Shema mixas takia bebar, or mixas takia svasabar. You are part of a sound of a shaifer inside the pit. And part Outside the pit, says the Brisa Yat. Excuse me, says Rabba Yatsa. Mix as tekiya koydem shalamurashachar. Let's say you were part of the sound early in the morning, before alois, before day begins. Mix as tekiya lachar shalamurashachar lo yatsa. So two different dinim at the moment. We don't see a, necessarily a contradiction, which we'll see in a moment. But says the Gemara, two different dinim. If I hear part inside the pit, part outside, yes, obli- yes, fulfill your obligation. Part before the day, part after the day begins. So Amalei Abai Abai comes along five lines down and articulates the question that I'm sure people are starting to realize. What's the reason that when it comes 
where you heard part before day and part after day. Why you not yoisi? You have to hear the entire sound at a moment you're obligated. Hachanami in the first case when you heard part inside and part outside the pit. So there's an inherent contradiction if you have to hear everything at a moment you're obligated. So why when you heard part inside the pit and part outside the pit are, do you fulfill your obligation? On this, Rabbi explains to Abayi Ashta. Awesome, Laila loves man chiyubu. There's an inherent difference between night and between pit. When it comes to night, it's not a time of obligation at all. Klau. And that's the reason if you were part pre and part post, Alaysa Shachar, you are not fulfill your obligation. However, Hacha by the pit, far makam chiyubu, lois and I'm the babar. A pit is inherently a place of obligation. It depends where you're standing. And that is the reason why if you were part inside, and part outside, that is the reason why you would, yes, fulfill your obligation. But So a fundamental difference, whether it's a time that's completely out of the parsha, not involved, it's nighttime. You can't blow shay for a night, or is it where you are standing at the moment? On this, says the Gemara, what, is, what can we glean, what can we infer from the previous discussion of Rabbah? Lememra, this teaches us to say, the Savar Rabbah, Rabbah holds, Shama Saif Rabbah is teaching us, if you're the end of a blessing, without hearing the beginning of the blast, then you are Yaitse. What could we infer? From the statement of Rabbah, that Rabbah wasn't bothered that you're part in the pit and part outside the pit, we clearly see Rabbah does not have an issue if you heard part of a shifer. It's not a problem because he says you fulfill your obligation as long as it's a place that theoretically could be Yaitse. So the Gemara is inferring that according to Rabbi, whether you heard the beginning or end, it would be okay. And on that, Tashima says the Gemara, we have a problem. Excuse me. If someone blew one tekiah, and then the second tekiah, he doubled up, he blew like two. He only heard one, that first tekiah. Ask the Gemara, according to you, Rabbi, you should be considered that you were two. We should consider like you were two, because the second tekiah that you heard, which was double, According to Rabbi, let's consider it that you heard either the beginning or end, who cares? But it's enough to be at the key. So I heard the first one, and then the second was doubled, cut it in half, and let me be Yaitse. Because Rabbi clearly just taught us you could hear part of a tekiah, and it's not a problem. On that, says the Gemara, we cannot split up a tekiah. Tashema continues the Gemara, you blew into a pin, a cistern, or a barrel, again, the exact same question, why don't we say you heard the first part of the blast, even before the echo came in? So that itself should be enough. Because again, Rabbah is of the opinion you can split a tekiah in half. Answers the Gemara, Kikam, Rabbah. When did Rabbah say? We're now going back and we're reinterpreting the top line of today's daf. What was the top line? You were part in the pit and part outside the pit. Says Rabbah, you know what's going on. The case is, The case is, That you are blowing and going up as you're blowing. 
Now, let's pause for a moment and let's learn a contrast. Let's see the contrast. Let's look back in the first case. When we read the Brisa, we read it very vague. We said you heard part in and part out. We didn't fully explain. Rabba now is explaining, no, the case is you blew inside and you yourself walked out. That's the reason you're Yaitse. So what was the Havamina? What do we think the case originally was? So look at the top Rashi. The top Rashi says, originally we thought, we originally thought the case was your friend is in the pit and you're outside the pit. We got some and you're yoitzu with half the tekiya. We thought originally there's two people in two places, and the fact that you heard the second half of the tekiya that is enough. That causes multiple issues because we saw it clearly when you blow into it. It's not true. You have to hear the shayfar not to echo. Why not just split it in half? So explains the gemara. That's not what Rabbah meant. Rabbah meant that you yourself are in the pit. You're blowing and you're listening. Of course, the shmayak kol shayfar, even though. You're the one blowing, you have to hear it. And as you're blowing, you walk outside of the pit. On that, ask the Gemara, Yachim Ha'ilamemra. It's beautiful, excellent, but it's Pashit. What's the Chiddush? Explains the Gemara, Maybe there's a split second that your head pops out and the Shafer is still inside the pit. And therefore, at that moment, the Kamara that moment, there's an echo that arises from the pit for the fact that your head is outside of the pit. So maybe you're hearing an echo, Kamash Malan, that we're not worried about that, and you could blow inside as you walk up, and that's going to be the reason why Rabba says you're Yoytze, but not to necessarily having anything to do with the fact that you could split up the call in half, because you heard it the whole time, you started inside, and you walked outside as you were blowing. And that's the discussion regarding hearing the entire blast of the Shafer. Continues the Gemara, Amr Ab Yehuda, we're about 20 lines down. First word of the line is Yehuda, V'shoifer shall oila lo yitka, v'intaka yatza. If you take a Shafer off an animal or for a carbon oila, when do you take it off? Either you took it off when the animal is alive, or you took it off after Shechita, but before the Zrika. If the Zrika, which we know is one of the critical avoidance of every carbon, if after the Zrika you took it off, off, then nothing's doing. So says the Gemara, okay, case number one, you took off the shaver of a carbon you're not allowed to, says the Gemara. But if you did it, Vim Tanka Yatsi, you fulfill your obligation. Similarly, explains Rav Yudah, explains Rav Yudah. B'shaver shall shlamim, a carbon shlamim, lo yitka, you can't blow. Vim Tanka lo yatsa. So two different cases. By the Ayla, you shouldn't do it, but if you did it, exposed facto, you fulfill your obligation. By the shlamim, you shouldn't do it, but if you did it, you're now fulfill the obligation. Ask the Gemara, that exact question. My time, What's the reason? Oila bas me ilahi. And oila, you're not allowed to use for mundane purposes. Let's see one Rashi before we go to the next part of the Gemara. It says that Rashi, Shlomim lav b'nei milin inu te'en me'ila b'kachim kalim. Ah, a Shlomim is a lower level of sanctity and oil is a higher level. So because a Shlomim is a lower level of sanctity, there's no problem ila, there's no problem using it for a non-sacred person. Ela be'imurim, only with the limbs la'achazrika after you do the sprinkling. But before you do the sprinkling, there's no problem. So says the Gemara when it comes to an oil, excuse me, my time oil, 
I re- excuse me, I read the wrong Rashi. Let's go back to the Gemara. We read the second half of Rashi. Rashi talking about the Shlom. And back to the Gemara one more time. My time. Oila bas milian oila is that higher level of Kedusha. Kachim, kachim. And therefore, kivan demalba nafkalalachulit. The moment you use the animal, you blow the shaifer with the animal's horn, which is a carbon oila. Kachim, kachim, the highest level. You deconsecrate it. The rule is, the law is, you're not allowed to do this. But if you use a carbon for a non-sacred purpose, it goes lachulit. It becomes non sacred. And therefore, ironically, because you did a bigger Avera, you're going to be Yitzhi Shaifer because it went Lechulin. However, Shlomim, Dlamin, Emilin, Inu, you're not Oibram Ela. Therefore, Yisu, Drachavu, the Shaifer is always going to be forbidden. And therefore, you cannot fulfill your obligation. So again, comes out perhaps a bit counterintuitive, but because an Ela is more Kaddish, there's a higher sanctity to it. And if you use it inappropriately, you blow Shaifer from it, then you're not allowed. What happens? It goes Lechulin. And then ironically, you'll yes be Yitzhi. When it comes to the Shlomim, since it's a lower level sanctity, there's no Me'ila, therefore you will not be Yitzhi. And that is the difference between the Shlomim and the Ayla. Why by the Ayla you're yes Yitzhi, but the Evan and the Shlomim not. Says the Gemara, Masklarov. Imasma, let's go play by play, a moment on the clock. When does the me'ila happen? When is it considered that you used it for a mundane purpose? Only after you finish blowing all the shtigiyas. And therefore, what happens? As you're blowing each and every blast, you're blowing with something usher. After you finish and you did a mitzvah, then it goes to chulin. But as you're doing it now, so how could it be yoy to the mitzvah? And then he said, no. Why you yaitse? We just said he shouldn't be yaitse. You know why? For a different reason. There's no meal at all. Because mitzvah is love. We keep on, we kept on saying, they use the shofar for a non-holy purpose, a mundane purpose, a personal purpose, a pleasurable purpose, says the Gemara. What are you doing? It's true the shofar sound is beautiful, but that's irrelevant. Because mitzvah lav lehanis ninu is not given over to have benefit, is not considered benefit, and therefore Rava is chayzer and Rava says, both the shlamim and an oiler, you will, yes, fulfill your obligation because it's not called getting hano. Omar, Rav Yehuda, let's go to some other animals. But Shevish Shalavoy, the Zara lo Yitka, Vim If you blow with a Shevish Shalavoy, the Zara, but the Avenir Yitzha, but Shevish Shalavoy, the city that must be destroyed, lo Yitka, Vim Taka, lo Yitzha. My time, what's going on? Explains the Gemara. Yarni Dachas, Ketute Mechdas, Shiura, Yarni Dachas, considered like it's destroyed. And therefore, the item, the Shevish is considered like it doesn't have a shear, doesn't have the proper measurement because it's about to be destroyed. Therefore, you're not Yitzha, the mitzvah. Omar, Rava says, Rava, his own has a vow not to have any benefit from his friend, says Rava. You're allowed to blow Shaifer. Because, like we said before, it's not called benefit, it's a mitzvah. Let's even be in benefit and neder. You're not going to have benefit from a particular Shaifer. Again, it's not called benefit. Well, my Rav and Rav continues with his dinim. Hamoy, you are not mechaver mazel la mechatas. You let us sprinkle the carbon chatas again. It's not. A, it's a mitzvah. It's not a no. Be meisak shamim. Avloi be meisak hama. Because it's true that you're doing a purification process, but during the summer it's geshmak. It's a shower, and therefore you're not allowed to do it because you're getting benefit. Similarly, hamoy da nami me 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 ayin. Then toivu, but you're allowed to use it as a mikvah tefila shal mitzvah. Be meisak shamim only only in the winter when it's freezing cold. Avloi be meisak hama because. 
is an element of pleasure, and if you made a nether no, you're not allowed to get pleasure. So we are seeing something interesting that even though mitzvah is lovely, you can't get benefit from a mitzvah, but if something is ostensibly removed from hana, or the opposite, if something is automatically yes, hana, even though you're doing a mitzvah, it would not be allowed, for example, to go into the river, etc. Says the Gemara about 10 lines to the bottom, the Shmuel's father sent the following. If I force you to eat matzah, you are yoy to the mitzvah. Says the Gemara. Who forced him? A demon came along and forced you to do it. You were possessed. If someone is possessed, that sometimes he's sick and sometimes he's healthy. When he's healthy, he's like a regular person. When he's yoy to his mitzvah. When he's not so what's our case? The Goyim forced you to eat matzah. And what is Allah we are saying? You are yes, you eat the mitzvah, even though you're forced. Based off of this, says Rav If you blow a shayfer, not as a shayfer, you blow a shayfer to make a nice song, you're yet to the mitzvah. It's the same thing. Just like when I force you to eat matzah, you have no intent, no kavanah that you're eating matzah, you're being forced. Yet it's called you and matzah your yoytz the mitzvah. So too, if you sing a song, you blow your trumpet, and it happens to be so near as the shayfer will be yoytz. Explains the gemara. No, there's an actual chiddush. Ma'ud the tema. I would have thought awesome. Oichol matzah amar achmana. What is the mitzvah? The mitzvah matzah is to eat the matzah, and therefore, whether you're forced or not, you did the matzah mitzvah and you ate the matzah. However, a bit of a, a, a very fine line of a difference the gemara is making as we turn over to chavchesem abeis. Abul Hakha. But by us, you're blowing the shaver as a song, Zichrain Turuaksiv. The shaver has to be a remembrance. Now, this line, Zichrain Turuaksiv, is a big debate in the Rishain and whether it belongs here. And then the Gemara continues. You're preoccupied with something else, and therefore it's not called you're doing the mitzvah Kamash Milan. It's not called doing the mitzvah at all. So again, a bit of a nitty-gritty difference, but says the Gemara, the Mitzvah Matzah is fundamentally different than the Shaifer. By the Matzah, you did the mice, you ate the Matzah. By the Shaifer, you can't say, it went through my ears. At some level, you have to be cognizant that which you are doing. Says the Gemara, Alma Kesava Rava. What's the take-home point? What does Rava obviously hold? Mitzvah is ain't Shrikas Kavana. For the fact that you can shove the Matzah down his throat, and he's going to be yitzit, must show me that the Mitzvah does not need Kavana. Ace if you're reading the Torah and it reads, it is the time to read the Torah to fulfill the Shema. You're reading the parish of Shema. And Kivan Liba Yatsim, Lo Kivan Lo Yatsim. My love, what's the case? Kivan Liba Yatsim. Sounds like the only way you're considered like you read Shema is you had intent, Kavana, to read it. But that means mitzvahs need to have Kavana. But you, Rav, just taught me mitzvahs do not need Kavana. Answers the Gemara, Lo Yatsim. You just had Kavana to read it. Likrois, Hakagari. That's what you're doing. What do you mean that's what you had intent for? Answers the Gemara. You're not even reading. You're reading to, you know, to be Magia, to edit out the Sefer Torah to make sure there's no mistakes. You're not even reading it to read. And then you read it to read, but then that's when you'll be Yoytzeh the Mitzvah, but not necessarily do you have to have proper Kavana to be Yoytzeh a Mitzvah. Continues the Gemara. Toshima.
Someone's walking by a shul, or your house is near the shul. near the Again, a simple proof that you have to have intent to be yotz. He says, "Kivin liboy." Not like Rabbo. Rabbo said, "Mitzvah slavlo." No, he said, "No." Explains the Gemara again. No, loy lishmaya. You just had intent to listen. Lishmaya hashama. That's what you're doing. Says the Gemara. No, savar chamar baalmu. You heard some sound. You don't even know what it is. You're like, wait, what is that? Is it some donkey braying? And the like, God, ah, no, it's the shayfer. So your kavana wasn't to be yotz the mitzvah. The kavana was just to hear the shayfer, and therefore there is no raya from there. Eisve asked the Gemara about twelve lines down. First word of the line is Eisve. Niskavin shaymeyavlo niskavin mashmiya. Ask the Gemara if the one who's listening has intent, but the one that's blowing the shayfer has no intent. or the opposite. One blowing has intent, one listening has no intent. They both have to have intent. Explains the Gemara. I understand the one blowing the shayfer has to have intent. Not one listening. Why? We would have thought that what's the reason that if that Rabbah could explain that when the blower has kavana and the one listening does not have kavana, we'll say that what did the listener think? He thought it's just a donkey. Allah asked the Gemara, Niskavin Shamehav Niskavin Mashmiya. What was the other case? The guy listening had intent, but the guy blowing had no intent. How is that possible? Is it not our case that you blew it for a song? And yeah, what does the Bryce say? You're not, Yaitzay. And our Mishnah, we said, you're yes, Yaitzay. You, Rabba started off the whole party, and I'm going to be teaching us that Mitzvah's Kavana. Why? Because the fact that Mishnah said you blows a song, you're Yaitzay. We see clearly here you're not. Answers the Gemara. No, the case is you're just making random barking sounds with the shayfer, and you're not even having an intent to make the right sounds. And that's going to be the case where the mashmia, the one blowing, has no intent. But not necessarily would it be a proof if someone actually had intent to blow the sound as a song, just didn't have intent for the mitzvah. Continues the Gemara. Again, asking on Rav of this fascinating. Shita Rava that all mitzvah lav lahanas lav excuse me insuichus kavana amalei abaya elameata yoshev bishmini basoka yelke are you gonna tell me if you sleep on the eighth day of sukkahs you're gonna get malchus meeting you Rava hold you don't have to have kavana so if you sleep in the sukkah after sukkahs you have a bal if you should get malchus you add it on to the mitzvah even without kavana amar loy no shani oimer mitzvahs ina oiver aleim ella. You only can potentially be over a mitzvah during the time, but once the, the, the mitzvah finishes on the eighth day, you no longer can be Yitzhak. Since the Torah gives me permission to bless the people as Israel, I'll throw an extra bracha in, and then he throws in what bracha? Don't do that. Why? Says the Torah, you can't add on. So says the Gemara, what's the din? That a coin can't add on to Berchas Kehanim. Assumes the Gemara, when is he adding on? After the Brachos. He finished blessing. So seemingly the time of the Mitzvah passed. And yet, the Ketani Da'avar. You wanted to just answer that when the Mitzvah passes. One, the 70s of Sukkah pass. It's considered a pass. So therefore, it doesn't make a difference. But we see clearly over here, not. Answers the Gemara. He didn't finish Brachos Kehanim. He did it in the middle. Siim Brachos. It just means he finished one. 
one bracha. But then it's even called bracha. He saw all of them. Answers the Gemara Shaniyacha. Kivan to Mitzrayimle Sibura Achrina. Hadam Evarik Kuliyoma. Therefore, Zimna Na Hu says the Gemara an absolutely fascinating idea, which we're basically going to conclude with. We're just going to start the next piece of Gemara. But says the Gemara Birchas Kehanim. You could do the whole day. So it's true, you finished your mitzvah, you finished blessing the people once, but what would happen if another minion comes along? You would go up and, bl- and blanch them again. You'd be again. And therefore, it's not considered like the mitzvah passed. And therefore, since it's not considered like the mitzvah passed, that's the reason why you can be over in Baal But in our case, going back to Rava's answer on Shemini Ateres, it's not going to be a problem sleeping in the sukkah for what reason? Because it's not the time of the mitzvah. Says the Gemara in the last narrow line, Umenah Temra. Where do you know this? Where does Rava know that? If you could do a mitzvah more than once a day, that the entire day is considered it's a zman, and therefore there's no Baal Taisif. The Tanan we learned in the Mishnah, these different karbanes have different applications, different times you put on the Mizbeach, there's some that are one time, some that are four times. So let's say you have a karban that you put on one time that gets mixed with another karban you put on one time. What's Allah? Very simple, put on one time. If you have a four application karban with another four application carbon that the bloods got mixed together. Again, put it on four times. Now we have a debate. We have a four application carbon with a one application carbon and it got mixed together. What do you do? Rav Explains the Gemara. Why do I hold you put on four times? If you do anything less than four, you're decreasing from the mitzvah because there's a potential four application carbon within this blood. The obvious Counter Taina. Hurry over about Taisif. Wait, there's one that's only one time and you're doing four. So what do we do over here? We have two carbonics. One of the blood is applied once, the blood the blood is applied four. And they got mixed together. On one hand, we have a concern to do too much. Baal Taisif, the other we have a concern to do too little. Baal Tigra. So Amar Le Ravalazar, Loi Namar Baal Taisif, Ella. The only time that we have the rule about Yosef explains Rav Lazar is only where it is by itself, not when it's with something else. So explains Rav Lazar, there's no concern since it's mixed together and you're doing it on the doubt that it might be more times. There's no about Yosef. I'm the Rabbi Yeshua. never about I'll tell you the same thing. There's no about Tigra unless it's by itself. Ah, but says of Yeshua, it's better to be passive than active. I understand you were not sure which way to go, but if you actively go and put it on, you're actively doing Baal Taisif. Now the Gemara here is the punchline. this case, Once you put the blood on, this man is over. And yet we said, We see that you could be over. What's the reason? Explains the Gemara. You know why you're over about Taisif, even though you finished the mitzvah? Because what would happen if another Bukhar came to the Kayin? He would have to do it again. And now we have our source that any time a mitzvah could potentially come to your way again, you'd be over on Baal Taisif, showing us that the entire day is part of the same mitzvah. As you see from over here, that even though you put on the blood of the Bukhar, since if another one would come to the Kayin, you would do it again. 
That is a conclusive proof, says the Gemara, that the entire day, just like by Berchus Kehanim, that even though you bench the people, but you still can't add on a bracha afterwards, because if another minion would come, another opportunity for Berchus Kehanim, you would not, you would have to do it again, and therefore, it's considered the time. We're going to pause over here, even though it's a bit in the middle of the sigya. We'll pick it up in Mirtashem from Tamat Mimai tomorrow.